When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Bravo by Gays. I am your host, Larry. We've made it through another week. Happy Friday. I hope you guys all had an amazing week. Mine was a little bit stressful after that football game on Sunday, but I made it. Here I am. So, guys, what I want to do today is I want to talk to you about Salt Lake City and about um, the Roni finale, right? So, Things are a little bit quiet right now. I mean, next week we have a couple new shows that we're going to put into the rotation of discussing, but I feel like right now there's like really not too much going on because a lot of stuff I feel like is going to be saved for BravoCon as far as like trailers, premieres, release dates, what's like up and coming. So at least right now we have the Salt Lake City and Roni to rely on. And guys, next week we get Winter House Season 3. We get the return of our Diamonds. The ladies from Beverly Hills are back. So Winter House premieres on Tuesday the 24th at 9. And Beverly Hills premieres on Wednesday the 25th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank God we are getting some new shows because I'm ready for fresh drama, all of that. And I'm excited to like get into it with you guys. You guys know I love the winter houses, summer house, southern charm, all of that. So the fact that we are getting season three and we got a bunch of great cast members in there, I'm excited to see what drama is going to unfold. So two big premieres next week. And in the coming weeks, we have... Real Housewives of Miami, as well as Real Housewives of Potomac. So the uh, amount of content that is coming our way is just literally chef's kiss, a dream. And uh, Bravo has been releasing promos for these shows that are just like, again, chef's kiss. Shout out to the Bravo social team. It's been so good. But... I'm excited to get into all that with you guys in the next coming weeks. As for today, though, we are going to just focus on Salt Lake City and New York. And uh, just a couple quick little topics that I want to talk with you guys about at the end. So let's just get right into it and talk about Salt Lake City. All right, guys. The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City delivered yet again a great episode. We had Greek Easter, which was 
a literal shit show. <laughs> it was so dramatic. But aside from that, there were also other things that happened in this last week's episode. So a couple quick things I want to touch on with Salt Lake City is the fact that in the beginning, Angie K sent out the invites to these ladies with this massive bunny, this massive person in a bunny costume, right? Which was literally hilarious because if you remember from the trailer, the bunny scared the shit out of Heather Gay. It was in the backseat of her car. And I was literally trying to figure out like what that could be about. Turns out it was the invitation that Angie sent out to the ladies regarding Greek Easter. Well, the ladies found it very entertaining. Heather, God, guys, that, I, that like replays in my mind, like Heather screaming. <laughs> it was so funny. Mary was like, what the fuck is this big ass bunny doing coming up to my car? Like, it was just, it was a fun way to invite the ladies to her event, right? So entertaining. Loved the way that the episode started off with all of that stuff. Guys, we finally got a conversation between Mary and her son. Remember, we have talked about how she wasn't sure if he was married. She was just hearing rumors that he was married. Which, again, to me, like I said, was shocking because she lives in the house with her son and his wife. Well, now wife, right? So how are you just finding out a year later that he's married? Like, there's no way in a full year's time that you haven't been able to bring up the fact that your son ran and got married. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So she just flat out asks him, like, listen, I've heard that this happened, tell me about it. And he said, yeah, they ran, like they ran to the courthouse and got married. I don't know if it was that he was shy to be on camera or maybe just that he's so young, right? Because I believe he's, I don't know how old he is now. I want to say maybe 20 in his early 20s, if 20. Um, Where it just seemed like, you went and did this behind your mom's back, but you can't even tell her about it. Like it almost comes off as like dumb decisions. Young kids make or like young adults make, you know what I mean? Where he was kind of just giggling about it and like, not really just having an honest conversation with her about like what exactly happened. She got emotional about it, which of course she would. I mean, it's her only child. She's in the church. She probably thinks this is a very, like large, like momentous occasion, like in your life that she probably wanted to be a part of. And she wasn't, and she wasn't even aware that they went and did this in the courthouse. So listen, if that was my kid, I would have beat his ass. Like there is no way you are going to go and get married and then come and live in my house with your husband, wife, whatever. And what, just avoid telling me what happened absolutely not that like would not fly for me so it was just like i'm glad she got the answers but it's probably not what she wanted to hear but if you did watch marianne watch what happens live and i know i talked about her watch what happens live episode um in the last episode but andy had asked her about this and she's saying she doesn't think that the marriage was legal, right? So she said that they didn't 
send in their signed documentation stating that they are man and wife, which I'm not married, guys, so I have no clue how this works. I thought that you literally just, like, went and got a marriage license and then, like, had someone marry you. I thought the license that you get is, like, what solidifies that you're married. So I don't know what she's talking about. If they went to the courthouse, wouldn't that be legal? I don't know. I have no idea. So she was telling Andy on that Watch What Happens Live that she doesn't think that it's legal. So she's going with the fact that he's not married, which, listen, she's so delusional. Like she can think that if she wants, right? Um, It was, it was (laughs) a lot. Like I couldn't imagine keeping a secret like that from my mom. I also talked to my mom probably like 10 times a day. So she knows, like, everything that's going on in my life. So I have, like, I feel like that would just be hard for me to keep a... And I don't even live with my mother. So, like, imagine if I lived at home, still communicated with and talked to my parents all day, every day, and kept a secret that I was married. I literally do not know how anyone can, like, go about their normal day having, like, such a big secret, like, on their shoulders. Teach the own, I guess, whatever. That's just me. I wouldn't be able to do it. I just, like, it would not fly. Um, I did love that uh, Meredith and Mary got together. She was telling Meredith all about this and the fact that her son got engaged. And they're talking about the rumors um, that were brought to Angie K's attention that the girls are insinuating that Meredith is spreading And they're talking about Greek Easter, which Meredith did not get invited to. Angie K did not send her an invitation. And Mary was telling her about the bunny and how, like, she doesn't think she's going to go to Greek Easter if Meredith doesn't go. And uh, Mary says that the ladies are walking in the same shoes. Like, there's no growth amongst them to show that they're becoming better people, which, I mean, girl, like, you're in the wrong business. If you think that like, if you think that that's what you're going to get out of this group of girls, you also aren't friends with them. So like the, they, I've seen them try and make effort with Mary and like try to be her friend, but she just doesn't reciprocate. So like, if you're not really into it, then like, what are you doing here? But she keeps saying that the girls are walking in the same shoes and uh, she thinks that they need taller shoes, meaning like they need to like, grow more like and just change and evolve because she doesn't want to be around people who aren't like that and girl like I said maybe it's just time maybe I don't you know I don't know what it is guys I don't know like I'm enjoying her on the season but like in the comments that she's making but she's not interested in relationships with these ladies so like why why are you there? You know what I mean? And yes, like I said, on the last episode, she did say that she was there to like help the franchise, but like, you're not, you're not doing much, right? You get a woman who wants to be there and wants to be involved and wants to interact with the women and have input and conversation and share their life instead of really just having Mary in the background. Like she can't be getting paid much for this, right? Like, cracking a couple jokes here and there. Like, I don't think she's getting a paycheck like she was when she was a full-time housewife. But anyway, with that said, Meredith goes on to continue that she is not saying these rumors about Angie K's husband. And uh, 
she says like she is on like the board for glad and she has a gay son and like the gay rumor just isn't something that would come out of her mouth and guys i've said this before we did not hear meredith on camera say this rumor i don't think she did just in regards to like her involvement in the community and like things that she does. Like we've seen her do a pride campaign for her jewelry line. She's like so supportive of Brooks and like his life. And she's involved in glad and like all these other things. And she's just, I just don't think she would do that to somebody. So I want to know more about where this goddamn rumor came from. (laughs) Like I, I need to know. I need more information. Um, And, I mean, they obviously talk about it at Greek Easter, right? So that was a whole mess. I wish Meredith would have been at Greek Easter so she could have addressed the rumors that are being said. And really more so to do it in front of Sean, which is Angie K's husband. So maybe he can get an idea as to whether or not he believes her. But, like... Like he said, after Angie told him about the rumors, he said that she wasn't allowed in the house. So I'm wondering if that's if that's the reason she wasn't invited or if it's due to the feud. I feel like if it was due to the feud, she would have been invited to kind of try and squash everything. I don't know. Well, it was also like a kid's event, right? But, I mean, that didn't stop the ladies from getting into it. Let's get into Greek Easter, guys. Angie threw this event. It was gorgeous. There was like the bunny cake. I loved it. It was so cute. The kids shoot um, showed up. There was food and like dancing. They threw money at each other. All the girls showed up except for Meredith. So we had Whitney and her husband and her two kids. Lisa and John showed up with Henry and Jack. Um, my girl, Monica Garcia showed up with her daughters. Heather showed up. Um, It was so nice to see them like all get together and like celebrate Greek Easter. It's like very big in the Greek community. I know I have one of my best friends is Greek and like they are very big on Greek Easter and which also I'm going to, I need to get an invitation to Greek Easter because I want to, I want to experience it. Um, So all the ladies are there, right? Guys, Monica Garcia brought her mom. And tell me if it's just me. Her mother kind of comes off like she wants to be a housewife. Like she's looking for like the screen time or she wants to be a star. Like that's just the way it comes off to me because she was like almost like looking for like not really looking for camera time. But it's just like the way that she was acting. That could just be who she is, right? I don't know who she is. Like, we are just meeting her. Maybe it's just her personality to kind of be like that. But it was funny. Like, she was, like, getting a little flirty with Angie's father. Like, oh, are you single? And Monica's like, hell no. That's never going to happen. She was almost, like, taking Angie's side while Monica and Angie were arguing. And then when Monica was, like, sitting off, like, in the distance by herself on the couch... Her mother then snuck over to, like, see if she was okay and say, like, oh, like, I always have, like, your back. And then she was, like, almost, like, I don't know. Like, it just, do you guys know what I'm saying? Like, 
granted, this is really only like the second or third time that we've seen her so far, but it almost comes off like she wishes she was on like the star of the show. Anyway, regardless, I did find it funny that she tried to hit on Angie's dad. Could you imagine if something were to come of that? And then Monica and Angie had to like be step siblings. I mean, at this point in life, they're so much older. So like, it really, I don't think like would be a thing, but it would just be funny if like that didn't come of it. Um, there was so much going on guys. Like there was the talk between Heather and Lisa talking about Jack's mission. And Lisa told Heather, like, this is off the table. Like I'm supporting my son in what he chooses to do. Like stop talking about it. And I think Heather was almost like, why can't I talk about it? Like your Mormonism is the same type of Mormonism as mine was. And, uh, Lisa's like, no, it's not. And I did die when Heather said, like, well, how did she say it, guys? Like, it was just, she said, oh, she had said that Lisa's church is, like, all perks and no payment. And she said that if Jack went door to door saying, oh, we're serving Vita tequila in strapless dresses, that everybody would join the Mormon church. I mean, Listen, if someone came to my door and said, like, join the Mormon church, we have Lisa Barlow, Vita Tequila, and, like, fashion, I would I would sign instead of ignore the door knockers, right? I don't know. It's just, like, it was so entertaining. Heather did get a little butthurt because she said, like, she asked Lisa, like, why won't you read my book? And, like, I won't, that is truly, like, it's like, oh, okay, we're, like, getting somewhere, like, you are like holding out a little bit because Lisa hasn't read your book, but like, does everybody have to like, what if she just doesn't want to read your book? Um, And Lisa and Lisa even said that like, that's why you're mad. And Heather's like, yeah. And like, that's why she's upset. And Lisa's also upset because she feels like Angie K kind of got like a free pass to like, just like, be okay with everyone after like having an argument when Lisa's been trying to like fight with these girls to like be good and she's still struggling with some of them. Whereas Angie K had like one or two fights and like back to normal. You know what I mean? I can understand her frustration. The girls I feel like obviously can't. I don't know. <laughs> Lisa, just read just you should have just told her you read the damn book. You should have just said, Yeah, I read the book. It was great. But knowing Heather, she would have been like, what was your favorite part? Tell me this. Tell me that. Like, she would have caught you in the lie. So, hey, listen, it's a lose-lose situation for you, girlfriend. So just keep it pushing. No more talk about Jack's mission, which I want to know how long that's going to last for. Because I feel like Heather is not going to keep her mouth shut about it. She has strong opinions on, obviously, the church in general as well as this situation. So... It'll be interesting to see, like, if it really is off the table or if Heather is just saying that to kind of, like, appease her in the moment since they're at another event and there's, like, a lot of people around. Guys, we have to talk about the Angie and Monica fight, right? So Monica was telling Angie that, like, she didn't start the rumor. She was just repeating the rumor that she heard to Angie directly. She hasn't said that she's telling people all over the place 
or like she's talking about it with I don't know every other person on the street like she it was just going directly to Angie because that's who the rumor was about and Monica said that she has heard these rumors on the streets of Salt Lake City and she's heard it for years and this isn't the first time that she's heard it I did love that if you guys follow like during the show the ladies will live tweet and uh, they like kind of went at it last night right so and or I'm sorry Monica had said like I've heard these rumors in the streets of Salt Lake City for years Whitney went straight to Twitter and was like, I'm in the streets of Salt Lake City. I've never heard this rumor. So shutting it down. It seems like all the women. Wait, guys, you know what? Now that. Okay, never mind. I was going to say now that you think of it, Whitney's saying she's never heard the rumor in the streets of Salt Lake City, but she was talking about it. So she may not have heard the rumor in the streets of Salt Lake. One of the women brought it to her. Obviously, she's saying it was Meredith. So that's why she was talking about it. Sometimes you just got to talk things out, right? Like I just I just brought myself back. So Whitney was like, "Yes, I have I have not, I'm in the streets. I have not heard this rumor." And uh, guys, I feel like this is all going to be like put on Monica. Like it's going to be like Monica's the one that started this rumor and it's like spreading it around when we don't really know if that's the case. We need the person who started the rumor to come forward whoever said it, I need them to just raise their hand and just say, it was me. I apologize. I didn't mean to start it. It was just gossip. We're not going to get that though. They're all going to deny that they said it. They all are going to deny, deny, deny. I mean, I feel like that they do that all the time. We we still don't even know what the fuck happened with Heather's black eye. We're not going to get the answers that we're looking for, which is just so ridiculous. But the ladies get into a fight, and uh, Monica literally did tell Angie like a list of things that have occurred to her because Angie was like, "Oh, I've heard, you're spreading rumors about me. I've heard rumors about you in the streets as well." And Monica was like, "What? Tell me, what have you heard? Infidelity rumors, foreclosure, divorce." She said, "The difference between me and you, Angie, is the fact that I don't hide it." And I'm like standing in everything that's happened and she just owns it. And I'm glad that she said that because she's so upfront about like the things that she's been through in her life. Like she was so quick to tell the women about the affair with her brother-in-law. She brought up this foreclosure situation and the infidelity and all of that. We're like, if she comes for, if she comes forth with it and she's the one who says it, then she has nothing to worry about with these ladies trying to talk about it behind her back because she's already spoken her truth. I love that in a housewife. Like, don't let them bring your issues to the light. You brought it to the light. Guys, listen, I am a Monica Garcia fan. She's one housewife I cannot wait to meet at BravoCon. So I want to touch on monica and her mom briefly because her mom did like hear the fight going on between the girls and she did go and try and intervene she's trying to get monica to go to the bathroom with her she's talking to her in portuguese like and she's doing this like in front of angie and her husband and it's almost like she's treating her like a child right like come to the bathroom with me come to the bathroom with me stop it and like it was It was a lot. I was like, why is this 
woman trying to like interfere in this confrontation that she's having. Monica is a grown adult. Why are you talking to her like a child? Like, and there was like, I feel like there is a proper response for how Monica could have like approached the situation with her mom. Like she got a little mouthy with her, but like, I'd be pissed too. Like, how about you just have my back and not tell me how I should act with this woman who is like talking shit and like causing all these issues. I didn't like that guys. I didn't like that. Her mom was talking to her like, a like she was still a kid. Maybe that's just how a parent is. Like you always just see your child as like a child. You know what I mean? Like when she's grown and she can handle situations on her own. I feel like that is going to be like a very like hot topic this season is the relationship between Monica and her mom. Because we heard her at the end of the episode say, I wish I didn't feel this way, but I wish I had another mother, which is like, oh my God, like I couldn't even, I can't even imagine how her mom must have felt like hearing that if she watched the episode. But this also doesn't seem like it's anything new that's occurred between the two of them. It's been going on Monica's whole life. She's been trying to have the relationship with her mom that she's always wanted. And it just never, like it's never happened. Overall Greek Easter was a disaster, but that disaster made for great reality TV. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen next guys. We got the mid season trailer, which means we're halfway through the Salt Lake city season, which is like, I feel like we just started and granted it's still probably like a month or two away, but like whenever that comes out, I'm always like, it's almost over and I don't want it to be over. So much more is going to happen this season, guys. If you haven't already seen it, pop on over to my Instagram, check out the mid season trailer. Salt Lake city is delivering week after week. The ladies are killing it. And I can't wait to see where we go from here. All right, guys, Real Housewives of New York reboot. The ladies completed their first season. I think, hands down, they killed it. I loved everything about the about this reboot. I loved each and every single one of the ladies. I loved, like, the production value. Like, it was fresh and fun and sexy and flirty, dramatic and... Like, everything you would want in a show. And kudos to Bravo, the production company, NBC. Like, they literally knocked it out of the park, in my opinion, with this reboot. I really hope that all of the ladies come back for a second season. I know that there's a lot of opinions out there in regards to one or two particular women that they would not want to see come back. But just hear me out. I truly think... Every housewife deserves a second season. You don't want to get rid of them after their first season. They're like, they haven't even gotten their feet wet. So now if you give them a second season, they're going to come back ready to play. They know what they need to do now. And it's going to make for great TV. And we'll only get to see the current relationships and bonds kind of grow further. And I, like I said, I really hope that they all come back. I've seen 
the rumblings about how you guys like don't think Sai is an appropriate housewife or you don't like the way that Aaron acts. And guys, I got to tell you, I have my favorites and I've kind of like ranked the ladies as to like how much I like which one. I hear what you're saying, but I still think that they all deserve to come back. Because like I said, to me, did I agree with everything each one did? No. But I'm also not going to hold it against them because I did I did like seeing Sai on the show. She brings a type of drama or energy I feel like that is needed in a show like this. I loved Aaron. I loved Uba. I loved Bryn. Tank tops rise up. You know I love Jessel. That is my New York City queen. Jenna. Just all of them. I want to see them all come back. So this finale episode, guys, I'm, I mean, it was good. We got to see little bits and pieces of like the women and we got to see Bryn and Sai going to Central Park and buying a tree for Mimi. And that was like so special. And it was so like nice to see that moment where she picked her grandmother's favorite tree, which was like a willow tree. And it was next to like the water and like her grandma loved ducks. And like, as she picked the tree, a duck went by like so emotional, loved every minute of it though. I enjoyed seeing that. I enjoyed like Aaron and Uba's little bumper car outing. That was fun. That looked like fun. Next time I go to New York city, I want to do that. Um, just like so much. We got to see like a little glimpse into Jenna and her son's relationship. And like, it was just an overall good finale episode. But guys, we just have to talk about the finale party, right? Because they feel like so much happened leading up to the finale party. So I, where I want to kind of start with it is where... Sai and Aaron go shopping for Bryn's party, right? So Sai and Aaron are going to look for masks for Bryn's masquerade-themed birthday. Which, guys, I love the theme, but nobody at the party wore a mask. <laughs> like, the only one was Jenna and the girl that she brought. Like, Or at least wore the masks throughout the party. Nobody, they really didn't, like, show them in the masks, like, while they were filming. But they are, they're shopping. And, of course, Sai is talking about how she is, like, annoyed still with Jessel from, like, their night at Swingers. Swingers the bowling alley, not Swingers as in Aaron and Abe. (laughs) Guys, they're not Swingers. Not yet, at least. They said maybe in about 10 years. But I wanted to throw that little joke in there. That made me laugh. Okay, so she's still holding, like, kind of a grudge with Jessel from that night. Guys, Sai, you, we, we have to, like, she does not like Jessel, right? Like, she even told her later on in the episode, like, I don't want to be best friends. This woman, Sai, like, literally, I feel like is just, like, so, her all of her issues are, are around Jessel and her marriage, or, like, Jessel and, like, her trying to relate to the women in regards to like traumatic experiences in life. And if you don't like the girl, then don't spend so much time like 
talking about like her life and like that stuff. And so she's saying that she wasn't being mean, that she's just nitpicky, but everything about like, she's just nitpicky about everything. And obviously we see you nitpicking Jessel and Povet every episode all season, or you're nitpicking about like the food at the no food at the parties. Like it is, it's just a lot. And uh, I get why she's talking like about it because like it's making for potential good moments on reality TV. So I understand why she's still in the lane of talking about Povet and Jessel, but girl, like you got to give it a break. I feel like she's been talking about them since episode two, maybe even one. I don't know, but this is where we learn while they're shopping for masks for Bryn's party, this is where we learn that Sai tells Aaron about Uba's boyfriend in Connecticut. Sai has instant regret as soon as she says it, which you could tell. She was like, uh-oh, uh-oh, like I shouldn't have said that. But she did, and she said it on camera, which is going to turn around a little bit later in the episode and bite her in the ass. So she tells her, oh my God, like, Please don't tell, like Uba told her, like, please don't tell anyone. Keep it a secret. And uh, Sai couldn't keep it a secret. She told Aaron the first second that she could. And then she, we learned later that she went and told Aaron, her, Aaron, and Bryn were all at Casa Cipriani talking about it. I hope these ladies get a free membership to, Copper, to Casa Cipriani because they talked about that so much this season. Not even on the show, just like outside of the show. It's a lot of good publicity. I also heard that Casa Cipriani doesn't want housewives going there, which I don't know if is true. But I heard that like that was just like a rumor like going around the internet. That could be false though. So that is going to be like a big issue at Bryn's birthday party. The fact that Sai told Aaron about Uba's boyfriend. So we get to the birthday party and everyone looks amazing. The boys look so handsome. The girls look gorgeous. And it was drama filled from the get go. Jessel walked in and uh, said hi to the ladies and then just walked away, which, okay, which appropriate she should have. Why is she going to hug and kiss people that like are shit talking her? Aaron is like, what? what no hug like what's going on no hug nor no warm hello like girl what are you expecting you and Sai are talking all this shit about her and her husband and her marriage behind her back and then you're acting in front of her face like you're not you literally are telling her that you're not but you are roll the tape and they will show it and then you're mad that she doesn't say hello to you like girl bye it's a no for me, dog. Like, that's she should she didn't owe you a hello at all. You're lucky she, you even got a hi. And uh, they're going back and forth, and uh, Jessel has to have a conversation with Aaron, and then she's talking to Bryn, or I'm sorry, and then she's talking to Sai, and then Bryn brings up something that Povet had said about Sai calling her like bipolar and a bitch, and. Guys, this birthday party is, like, out of control. Like, how about you guys just have some champagne and eat some cake before someone gets some cake in their face? 
because I feel like that's where this is going to go. These ladies are ready. They were, they're like heated and mad about like all this stuff. So Uba even confronted Sai's husband saying like, I didn't like the fact that you asked me why I'm single. And like, that shouldn't be a question that you ask a single woman. And granted, we all know what David meant by it. He meant like, you're such a catch. How has no one scooped you up? Uba didn't take it that way though, which is fine. She has like the right to feel the way that like any way that she does. But that was like a quick argument that they got over. Um, It was just like a lot of small little things throughout the birthday party. And then a bomb dropped. They sing happy birthday to Bryn. They're blowing out candles. She's taking a photo with the guys around her cake. And then Uba's on the phone with her boyfriend in Connecticut. And uh, Bryn says, Uba, I heard you have a man in Connecticut. That is literally all hell broke loose from that point. Sai's freaking out. Oh my God, stop. That's not your, like, what? Don't say that. It's her story to tell. Uba gets upset about it and says, like, if you mention Connecticut, I'm going to circumcise you, which was fucking hilarious. If you mention Connecticut, I'm going to circumcise you. It was hilarious. Like, that's obviously, like, it was good. She's just mad, which rightfully so, right? So, Bryn is saying that, like, Sai had told her about this. And, guys, at this point, we already know that it was, like, Aaron, Sai, and Bryn at Casa Cipriani talking about Uba's man in Connecticut. Sai spilled the beans. Why is Sai the first person to be, like, it's not your story to tell. It's her story to tell. And girl, you're the one telling her story. Don't get mad at these women because they're bringing up something that you had told them when you shouldn't even have told them in the first place. It's not Bryn's fault that she brought up Connecticut. It's not like Aaron's fault that she brought up Connecticut. It's your fault. You're the one who told these women about Uba's boyfriend and you shouldn't have said anything. You should know, maybe this is a lesson learned for the future. If you don't want something brought up on camera, don't tell the people that you're on the show with. I feel like that is just common at this point. Nothing is safe. It's like literally open, open playing field. Is like that what I'm looking for? Is that is that what I'm looking to say? Regardless, you have nobody to be mad at but yourself because you are the person that brought this out in the first place. Regardless if you told Bryn on camera, you still told Aaron on camera. So it was brought to light while you were filming. So you can't get mad at Bryn about it. The fact that you were like, fuck you, Bryn, and like yelling at her, like maybe look in the mirror, girlfriend, because that was your problem. You're the reason that this is even a thing right now, which thank you. Thank you so much for bringing it up on air because everybody wants to know who Uba's Connecticut man in, who her Connecticut man is. And uh, it made for great reality television. Your reaction was amazing. And your walk-off was amazing. So you did the job. You did a great job with it. But don't blame it on other people because it was you. It's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't anybody else but you. But we did learn during, like, the closing credits that 
the ladies have since met Uba's Connecticut man. And uh, I don't know if they're still together. I want to know if her and that man are still together. I also want to know who the hell this man is. What does he look like? Is he rich? He's got to be rich, right? I mean, I feel like all the, like, I feel like a lot of the ladies in New York City who go for men in Connecticut, they're like very wealthy men. I also could have just made that up, but I just feel like that's a thing. Um, And they're going to get into it, guys, at the reunion. The reunion trailer dropped. I think it's going to be two parts. But I already posted a sneak peek for you where they are dress the Connecticut situation. That sneak peek is out on my Instagram. Make sure to go check it out at Bravo by Gaze. All in all, Roni reboot season, I thought was completely successful. Tell me what your thoughts on the entire season were. I want to know everything that you thought about it. Who were your favorites? Who were your least favorites? Did you enjoy the bringing in of the new women? Are you excited for season two? I want to know everything you thought about the reboot. We're going to get into the reunion as it airs, but overall as a whole, Kudos to everybody involved in the reboot of the show. I truly thought it was amazing. Maybe we'll see it on some other franchises, but who who knows? But until next week, guys, that's it on Roni. I can't wait for the reunion. All right, guys, just a couple quick hot little things I want to talk about. Guys, if you haven't seen yet, Tinsley Mortimer who has been literally, like, I feel like MIA. I feel like I haven't, like, seen her in, like, the press or, like, even really, like, her Instagram posts, like, in a while, posted a photo with her fiancé. Tinsley's engaged. I believe they've been together for about a year and a half. And she posted a vacation uh, picture of them on vacation. And they're doing a little family vacay before they get married. I believe they're due to get married next month in November. She has her engagement ring is like a huge emerald ring. It's gorgeous. And uh, her fiance is so handsome. He has three kids. Her fiance is widowed. I do believe that his wife who has passed, passed away from cancer. Um, And it just, guys, for me, I just feel like it is everything Tinsley could have asked for. Like we know how much like she loves love and like the fairy tale and she's wanted to be a mother. So now she has this man that she's marrying. She gets to be a stepmother to these three beautiful children who unfortunately lost their mom. So overall, it just seems like a great, like happy moment for Tinsley. And I can't wait to see wedding photos, right? They have to be in the magazines. I would it's Tinsley Mortimer. We have to see her wedding photos, but I thought that was like a good little surprise that we got to see. And uh, I'm excited for her. And it seems like a lot of you guys are excited for her as well. Um, so that is, that's a plus congratulations, Tinsley. And I can't wait to see her share more of like her life with, with her future husband guys. We got the first post from Shannon Bedore since her DUI arrest. And it wasn't much, let me tell you. She really just said, like, she knows that, like, people have been waiting for her to say something and she can't say anything at the moment, but she will soon. And she's just focusing on getting healthy and getting back to herself. 
and Walking Archie. I could have done without the post. I would have rather waited for a full proper statement or an interview. But I'll take what we can, I'll take what we get, I guess. But like, I feel like I could have done without it. But at least we got something for her. Or at least we got something from her. So those are the two things I wanted to talk to you guys about. Congratulations, Tinsley and Shannon Bedore and her statements and her DUI. I think since she posted that video, she's then posted a photo with her daughter who like came into town to visit her. But guys, there is so much coming up in the next week. Like I had mentioned in the beginning of the episode, we have winter house season three. We have real house size of Beverly Hills. Luckily for you, you don't have to wait too long. I posted the first seven minutes of the Winter House premiere on my Instagram, as well as the first seven minutes of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills premiere. So make sure you go over to my Instagram at Bravo by Gaze and check those out. Um, I also posted the sneak peek for the Real Houses of New York reunion. And uh, there's... I feel like there's so much coming, guys. Like, I know we're, we're only a few weeks out from BravoCon, and that's really, I feel like I said, where everything is going to drop. So I can't wait to, like, have all of that come out so we can talk about everything going on. But we got to make it through the next couple of weeks. I feel like I'm anxiously, like, all over the place, like, trying to get ready for Vegas. And I just, I don't know. I don't know. It's driving me nuts. Like, I can't stop thinking or talking about it. But... Until next week, guys, thank you so much for joining me in another conversation. It's really like, sometimes I feel like I'm rambling, but like, I know you guys are listening and I just, I love it. I love it so much. So with that said, guys, make sure that you are rating the podcast, leave a review, subscribe, send the episodes to your friends, invite them to come and join the party and have some fun with us. Um, For those of you listening, If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to my Instagram because I'm going to be doing a lot of exclusive BravoCon like commentary and updates to the subscribers. So just make sure you're subscribing there as well. But guys, until next week, thank you so much again for joining. Go Bills. Media Products.